The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling? Make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Command on your radio on ESPN 105.9, The Zone. All right, let's go. Hour three of the show, off and running. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Go with the home team, Farm Bureau. I'm here, JB's here. Most importantly, you are here. Thanks for tuning in, however you're listening, wherever you're listening. I used to say wherever you're listening from, but that would be ending a sentence in a preposition, which I learned long ago. Here's a big no-no. So wherever you're listening and uh, appreciate you tuning in. There's lots of ways for you to grab a chair, pull up to the table and hop into the conversation with us here. So have a seat. Do so by texting me on the country pleasing sausage text line, country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. 885-3776. Got it? 601 number 885-3776. Call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, 995-1059. Do we still have Matt hanging on? Yes, we do. Great. Matt, I appreciate you being patient and hanging on with us through the commercial break. What's up? No problem. Just wrapping up some stuff at work. But JB nailed it a minute ago talking about the tearaway jerseys, and I, I'm serious about this. I've been I've been clamoring for this for years, especially when uh, Treadwell – you know, broke his leg in two different places when he got dragged down at the goal line by the war chickens. And uh, anyway, I just, growing up, uh, you know, kind of like we talked about a week or two ago about reminiscing about the old days, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they had tearaway jerseys back then. And if you didn't tackle a guy correctly, you're not going to get him down because that jersey's going to tear right off. And uh, well, one thing, one point of my, argument or statement about tearaways is, is prevent prevention of injuries and uh you know i'm i know you can still get your hand inside the shoulder pads and horse collar somebody but i'm talking about just grabbing the jersey itself and uh try, you know pulling somebody down from behind or whatever jerking their head and neck around and possibly twisting their leg and breaking it but uh also uh you know there's numerous things that you know they can do as far as making them tighter you know i think i think in the old days matt you may know better than i would but they used to get duct tape around the lineman wood and duct tape their sleeves to their shoulder pads so they couldn't get held uh-huh. so right you know in, in that in that respect you know you could make them like the jerseys now and be a world tight but also they're great souvenirs for kids we used to stand on the sideline <laughs> and wait for somebody to get roughed up and they come off and their jerseys all mangled and they would throw us one and, and put a new one on them. So, uh, we, <laughs> we, we held those <laughs> like gold. My, uh, my dad got one from state number 45 and, uh, I don't know who that was back in 75 or 76, but that was, uh, that was held in high esteem around our household. Yeah. You know what, uh, Matt, how about this? So I, as you were talking, I found a link here. If you just Google tearaway jerseys, there's someone who at usafootball.com that 
wrote a blog piece several years ago, but it really is is well done. I've just perused it just a minute, but it gives you some details and then kind of tells the stories of it. And I think you might find it interesting since, you know, it's near and dear to you. But it does point out this. Yeah. Tearaway jerseys, um, about as quickly as they came in in the 60s, they were gone. They, it says uh, the NFL banned wow. tearaway jerseys in 79 College football banned them permanently in '82. Okay, right. And but in between there, it tells a lot of stories. Of course, you know Earl Campbell. Here's a quote. I, I let's see. I don't know who the quote is from. I can figure that out here in just a second. Oh, here it is. Kent Stevens, curator and historian of the College Football Hall of Fame. He said there are some sort of famous performances, such as Johnny Musso at Alabama in 1971. He was basically playing in rags in some of those games. The material they are made out of is very difficult to explain. They are cotton, and the best way to explain them is imagining an old, worn-out T-shirt. The two that we have, he says, the two we have from Johnny Musso are quite brittle, and I worry every time we display them that that's going to be the end of them. So even when he was wearing them, they were like rags, you know, basically. Um and, and But they have pieces of them, of the old tearaway jerseys, including Johnny Musso's at the College Football Hall of Fame. How about that? Yeah, that, that'd be a classic. I'll tell you one quick story. I know y'all got a more more important things to do, but the one game I saw that, that uh, State was playing Alabama in Memorial Stadium years back during the 70s when they had the tearaways, and one of the Alabama players, uh, me and my dad sat right behind Alabama's bench or whoever was a visitor. But anyway, one of the Alabama players really got into a, a blowout argument with the with the referee and got in his face and I think even bumped him or pushed him or something. So Bear Bryant was still coaching, and Bear Bryant was smart enough. He had already sent two of his assistant coaches out onto the field. They ran up to him, didn't say anything to anybody, they grabbed his jersey from the front and from the back, and they ripped it off of him, and then they ran off the field. Well, <laughs> the, the, the referee couldn't kick him out because he didn't have a number to kick him out. From, so <laughs> that was another another uh, real smart Bear Bryant move. And, uh, <laughs> they got his they got his butt off the field, probably chewed him out, and got him a new jersey. So that anyway, that was one of the funny stories. <laughs> that is really cool. Hey, Matt, thanks for the call, and I appreciate you hanging on. All right, man. Take care. Yeah, you too. Call me anytime. There is actually, in the history of, as told by this one blog anyway, uh, there is a Mississippi State connection. Daryl Royal. You know, Daryl Royal was the head coach at Mississippi State from for two years, 54 and 55. But then he was the head coach at Texas, University of Texas, uh, from 57 to 76. So almost 20 years and and a full 20 seasons, the head coach at uh, Texas. But he's in this. Let's see what it said here. It said, regarding tearaway jerseys back in the day, the willingness to adapt is especially apparent in the evolution of football uniforms. Uh, grainy black and white days of football's middle ages during the 50s, 60s, the tearaway jersey. While there does not appear to be a concrete single inventor who first developed this disposable tissue of football attire worn in both pro and college football, the earliest documented example of a tearaway jersey was worn by Daryl K. Royal's 1959 Texas Longhorn Squad. 
The jerseys were surprisingly around for quite a while, but the earliest examples I have seen, says this historian, are from the University of Texas. And he said it's clearly to give the offense an advantage, being able to break away from tacklers. So it was to get an advantage. I mean, there ain't no doubt about it. Just like what Matt pointed out. It, you know, by the time I came along, was playing in the 90s. It was standard practice before ball games. Every lineman, particularly defensive lineman, the training staff, well, not the training staff, the managers would take all of the shoulder pads of every defensive lineman, okay? They would, just the shoulder pads, no jersey, just the raw shoulder pads sitting there, okay? They would take adhesive spray, spray down the shoulder pads, the outside of it, and then work like crazy putting the jersey over those shoulder pads and then that adhesive would stick the jersey to the shoulder pads so that it would you had to have it stuck where the, the referees could clearly see the jersey number you couldn't have it you know crinkled but you ha- but they would stick it so that an offensive lineman basically couldn't hold you by the jersey even if he wanted to they may have I don't know if, that's what they did then I don't know if they've outlawed it some guys fit in their jerseys so tight they'd actually put them on. So big guy with a you know, nose tackle would have his, you know, he'd have his um, shoulder pads on, his jersey on, and they would well, then kind of open. They'd pull the jersey up, stick the adhesive in there, spray it, and then stick the jersey back down. There's not that much difference with the jerseys these days. I mean, they're not made out of tearaway material, but they put the jersey on the uh, the shoulder pads before the player ever puts the jersey and the shoulder pads on because mm-hmm. they can't get those. I call them uh, skinny jean shirts. You can't get those on your shoulder pads once you have them on your body. That's it. I mean, once they're on, you can't get them. Yeah. That's right. But, you know, Matt reminded me, a lot of times we'd get those jerseys, and they would be torn, ripped here. And there's no telling how much thread my mom used to stitch those jerseys back together so we could wear them. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just it was very nostalgic. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, hey, let me get to a couple of texts here uh, real quick for you. Unnamed texter, have you watched The Last Man Standing? It's very similar to Home Improvement, except he has three daughters. They have, they've had Home Improvement actors and actresses. Yes, I have seen some episodes of it, and they had. Um, since we were talking earlier about Home Improvement, um, they um, they ha- this is kind of like the next iteration of a sitcom for Tim Allen and. Seems like I remember they had a little controversy as well. It's um, because I want to say, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, you might have to Google it, but it seems like, okay, that show maybe started on ABC. Yeah. And it's Moved a, to another network. Well, it's a show where he plays the part of a dad who's very conservative, mm-hmm. not liberal, and would make jokes about it, funny stuff, you know, which is contrary to a lot of other stuff you see on network television. And because that was there was nothing crude, there was nothing lewd, they didn't do anything wrong. It's just that he portrayed a conservative, you know, middle-aged dad or getting on up there in years dad, and they didn't like it. So they took him off TV, right? Moved it over to a different network. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Let's see here. So we were talking about 
Okay, here it is. Somebody texted us and said, Matt, I think there's a German broadcast also, the Egg Bowl, when you had the, uh, the hike in your leg in the end zone, but it was a Russian deal. Is that what you looked at earlier and tried to look into to see what it sounded like, or was that something different, JV? No, that was something different. But okay. Yeah. I may actually see if I can pull that one down. I remember something about that, that you had a Russian version of the broadcast for the Egg Bowl uh, going on. That would be in a different urination, though, wouldn't it? Bingo! Iteration! <laughs> urination! All right, um, Denzel was trying to let us know earlier, too, that the U.S. Open had Little Rock, Mississippi's own Andy Ogletree even through four. He was five strokes behind the leader, Justin Thomas. Okay. Thanks for the heads up. If you get into the weekend, that'd be a lot of fun if you had a local guy to And that's still true. He is uh, even through seven, and he is an amateur. Yeah. He's not a professional. Yeah. How about this from earlier? Now, Hog Jowl, I hope you're still listening, and I know I'm a few late, minutes late getting to it. But Hog Jowl, you text me first, and you said, I have a really nice hog hat that would match your Chiefs jersey. Are you interested? Absolutely, I'm interested. I'm always interested in that kind of stuff. I'm not one of those people that, like, if I wear it, it's because I want to wear it. And who cares what somebody else thinks about it? Right? What's that saying? A lion doesn't concern himself with the opinion of sheep. Um, <laughs> no, let me say it a better way. A better way to say that, a more humble way to say that, is what Nick Saban said in his press conference a while back. He said, I don't have an opinion on other people's opinions. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'd be happy to wear it. All right. Um, you know, the Living Bible in Proverbs 18.2, and it's only found in the Living Bible, paraphrased version. Yeah. But Proverbs 18.2 says, A rebel does not care about the facts. Mm. All he wants to do is yell. That's about right. That's about right. Is that where the word rebel yell came from? Or the term? I don't think so. I don't think so. Rebel yell actually came from... Uh, Civil uh, War? Tennessee whiskey. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> named rebel yell. Because in the Civil War, they did the rebel yell. Yeah, the yell, rebel right? yell. All right. Um, How'd that work out for him? Not too good. Not great. In the end, <laughs> not great. Rebel Tiger Dog. What did he say earlier? Um, <clears throat> he said, you found that name a little interesting. He said, at least I'm not unnamed texture now. Yeah. Rebel Tiger Dog. Is it, it is a neat conglomeration of three different mascots. Junior high mascot, he was a rebel. High school mascot, a tiger. And college MSU Bulldog. How about that? Rebel Tiger Dog. So he's, what would mine be? I would have been a tiger, a lion, and a dog. Tigers, lions, and dogs. That was my three mascots. Oh, <laughs> yeah, y'all got the animals. I was a patriot, a lancer, <laughs> which is like wow. a trojan. And, uh, and then I was a panther for a while. Yeah. And then I was a Choctaw for a while. And then okay. I was a Bulldog. That a boy. You made I went the rounds. long way home, man. Well, <clears throat> you know, the if you take the long cut, you get there eventually. Mm -hmm. Hey, we were talking about Germany. I was a Blue Devil in Germany. It was the Hamburg Blue Devils. And then I was a Fire Ant. Played on the, the indoor ant. team, the Tupelo yeah. Fire Ants. Fire ant. 
Sure did. Those things can get after you. Fire ants. You know, not that I would ever question what God's doing, but I got, I, you know, I've had some times I wondered about that. I wondered about love bugs. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, look. I, how did they get on the boat? I mean, <laughs> Noah should have said, look, nah, you guys, nah, we're not taking you. Somebody open the window. Let them out. Let them out of here. Look here. Love bugs, because. You sound like chicken hawk. Look at him. <laughs> look at him. Yeah, I don't know. This was uh, back when Beaver was uh, producing this show, sitting in the chair you're in. <laughs> he can tell you all about it. And one day, Chicken Hawk was going to call us and do a different voice. No, oh, I was listening that day. Well, what <laughs> voice was he doing? Who was he? Who was he trying to be that day? It was. Uh, I forget who he was trying to be. No, he but could he, never be anybody but Chicken Hawk. Oh, I know what it was. He was doing Ed Ogeron. Yeah. Chicken Hawk <laughs> called this show. Told Beaver he was going to do Ed Ogeron. Ed, Beaver typed into the call screen so I'd see it. Ed O or Coach O. We take the call. Chicken Hawk <laughs> is making a voice like Ed Ogeron. But he said, look at him. All right, look at him. <laughs> and when he got done, I said, Chicken Hawk, you gave it away in the first 10 seconds because you said, look at him. You can't do that. Coach O doesn't say, look at him. <laughs> Oh, that was good, I thought. Oh, wow. We just learned something new on the text line. From Beer Slayer? No, from Tyler. Oh, yeah, Tyler. Okay, love bugs pollinate sugar cane. Okay, well, there it is. Yeah, you have it. I know this. When my kids were playing like peewee football, we lived down in Centerville. And about this time of year, they would wear white pants with the yellow jerseys with purple numbers Mm -hmm. and uh, yellow hats. Mm Mm-hmm. You couldn't see their pants mm-hmm. because love bugs covered white. I hate those things, man. You know, there's a time of year where, like, you drive. Like, if I drive and go south of Jackson on 49. Oh, yeah. I go 10 miles, and, and i got to pull over and clean my windshield off. All right, so I'm going to tell you this. Here's a way to keep love bugs from messing up the front of your car and your windshield. Before you drive, get some bounce laundry fabric sheets. Mm-hmm. Rub them all over the front of your car, rub them all over your windshield. Okay. And that love bug juice comes off with water like that. That's great. So then you just pray for rain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and do a bounce sheet and then pray for rain. Uh, this is great from every week, Tony on the Country Pleasing text line. N- Noah, you know who built the ark? You know what his most famous quote is? Wow, unicorn pie is delicious. isn't that great isn't that great I don't think I mean that's not sacrilegious is it it's a good joke unicorns don't exist anymore (laughs) talking about the mascots Bill said I'm a viking panther dog there you go JB I got a question for you All right, ask away, pal. The way the computers work, is there any way to go to the commercial break just a tad early or no? we got to wait on it to fire. It's probably already Uh, programmed in there, isn't it? I can go ahead and probably fire it if you want me to. Do you need to take a break? Yeah, I need to take a uh, Go ahead and take it now if I can, and then can we come back at the normal time? Yeah. Hang on a second. Here we go. All right. We'll be right back, and I'll explain it to you later, J.B.
That's great. Taller than his hair is. Hey, uh, JB, I found out something listening to the gridiron earlier today. Yeah, what's that, pal? A lot of sports news. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Loads of it. <laughs> With uh, Brooks and Beaver. No, they came back from a break. And uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but who who does those liners? You know, you hear his voice. Oh, the guy out in Portland. Yes, I just can't remember his name right now. Yeah. Paul, maybe? I think that's right. Uh, or Paul or something. Anyway, and uh, Chris heard one that he didn't write. That he didn't know had been written. And he said, well, we didn't, you know, we didn't request that one. Why is it in there? And that's when Beaver said, well, he didn't like some of the stuff we sent him, so he did it his own thing for us. Yeah. And Chris was like, so the stuff I submitted got basically shot down. Yeah, that's right. Because and, you don't do that for a living. Yeah. <laughs> and he does. Yeah, right. And I thought it was so funny. He had this realization right there, and Beaver just leveled with him. Yeah, he didn't like the stuff you sent him, so he just made some of his own. <laughs> and so that's what I'm noticing. I sent some, too, that have not made it. Yet, we've got some new ones. And that one is one that we did write and submit about being taller than our hair is. Yeah, because you got that from, uh, who, you told yeah, me Sparky the other day. Woods. Yeah, Sparky Woods. We yeah. got it from Coach Woods, and so that just means that he approved of that one. It must have been a good enough joke that the voice guy went, yeah, okay, I'll do this one. <laughs> uh, but it was funny to hear them kind of come to that realization on uh, <clears throat> live radio, you know, earlier in the show. We have the coaches all SEC preseason team has just been released. Everybody realize that? It's a true story. The SEC is scheduled to begin September 26th. We're talking preseason? Preseason. That's what this is. Preseason. Preseason. It's very important. I'm kidding. It's actually not. (laughs) It's preseason. Nobody's played a game. Basically, what you do is uh, in some conferences this time of year in a pandemic, you round up the players who haven't opted out and just put them on the team, the preseason team. But the SEC has had fewer opt-outs because they were going to play all along. All right. First team preseason All-SEC offense. Your tight end is Kyle Pitts of Florida. Your first team offensive linemen are Alex Leatherwood of Alabama and Landon Dickerson from Alabama, along with Trey Smith of Tennessee, big-time first-rounder, Darian Kennard, Kentucky, and Drake Jackson, Kentucky. How about Kentucky with two first team All-SEC offensive linemen, same as Alabama? Did the voters think this was the basketball team? <laughs> Good point. Well, it's supposedly the coaches poll, but I do know that most, you know, some coaches put their votes in. A lot of people have it do it for them, and then they approve it. Uh, wide receivers, first-team wide receivers, all-SEC preseason coaches, Devontae Smith, Alabama, Jalen Waddell, Alabama. First-team quarterback, Kyle Trask, Florida. What do you think about that? It's not... Uh, Mond. No, I think that that I think that's a great pick right there. I think that a dude is currently preseason the best quarterback in the conference. Yeah, and, and in terms of passing yards last year in the SEC, Trask was second only to Joe Burrow. You know, uh, first team running backs. Who? Who? You know that guy who's oh. playing tonight for the Bengals, number one pick, millionaire. <laughs> okay, um, 
<clears throat> first team running backs, Kylan Hill, Mississippi State, Najee Harris, Alabama. And um, all-purpose goes to Jalen Waddell. First team All-SEC preseason defense. On the defensive front, Bobby Brown, my prerogative, from Texas A&M. <laughs> I knew that was good. Tenderoni, Bobby Brown. <laughs> How about that third cat listed there? What's his name? <laughs> Big Cat. LeBrian Ray from Alabama and Big Cat Bryant from Auburn. Cat with a K, mind you. Yeah. I wonder if he's fat with a PH. <laughs> Jordan Davis from Georgia. Linebackers, first team all SEC linebackers. Dylan Moses, Alabama. KJ Britt from Auburn and Nick Bolton from Missouri. And then first-team defensive backs, Patrick Sertain, the second from Alabama. His dad was a superstar at Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. Derek Stingley, LSU. Richard LeCount, Georgia. LeCount, oh, 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 oh. And Jacoby <laughs> Stevens of LSU. So that's pretty interesting. I, I, I want to know is how many times Jalen Waddle can get his name on this list. Yeah, I know it. Um, well, I do. Yeah, that's right. He's the... Um, He's return specialist. First team return specialist. First team kicker is Brent. Uh, Samaglia. Samaglia. Camaglia from Tennessee. First team punter is Max Duffy from Kentucky. That's a horrible name for a punter. Duff. <laughs> yeah. That's like, um, like a chiropractor named Dr. Crackett. I know of one of those one time. No, but this is what I was going to say. It's pretty interesting. Um, you're going to have this unveiling of the Mississippi State passing offense under Mike Leach. First time out of the gates, you're going to play LSU, who happens to have two of the four first-team defensive backs in the conference. <laughs> right? So it's a neat matchup, week one, no doubt. If you look at the second-team preseason all-SEC offense, tight end is... Jalen Weidermeyer from Texas A&M. Second-team O-lineman. Sedarius Hutchinson, South Carolina. Deontay Brown, Alabama. Landon Young, Kentucky. Austin Deculus, LSU. Bradarius Ham, Auburn. Uh, Wanya Morris, Tennessee. And Ed Ingram from LSU. The center is Trey Hill from Georgia. Second-team wide receivers, George Pickens of Georgia and Terrence Marshall of LSU. Second-team quarterback is Kellen Mond. A&M. Second team running backs were Keem Boyd and Arkansas and Isaiah Spiller A&M. All-purpose Derek Stingley LSU. Second team defense D-line. Kobe Whiteside, Missouri. Malik Herring, Georgia. Aaron Sterling, South Carolina. And Deo Adeyingbo from Vandy. You did that pretty well. Yeah, you know. Try this I was one wondering on. how you were going to do that as well, I'm reading the list with Well, try, let's try this one together. Yeah, good luck. I just call him Henry. Linebacker <laughs> from Tennessee, Henry To'o To'o. Monty Rice from Georgia. Errol Thompson, Mississippi State. Nicobe Dean, Georgia. Ventrell Miller, Florida. Second team defensive backs, Kyra Elam from Florida. Eric Stokes, Georgia. Damani Richardson, Texas A&M. Tyree Gillespie, Missouri. Marco Wilson from Florida. Marco! Polo! Polo! <laughs> and Israel Mukwamu from South Carolina. Special teams, second team place kicker, Cade York, LSU. Second team punter is Jake Camarda from Georgia. And second team 
return specialist Jerrion Ely. Jerrion Ely from Ole Miss. You said Henry 2020? I said Toho Toho. Maybe it's 2020. What if it's 22? Well, they, if it was 22, they shouldn't have put the apostrophe in there. That's all I'm saying. I got you. That's, that's also called a comma to the top. Uh, others of note, third team preseason offense, Jerrion Ely running back from Ole Miss, Elijah Moore receiver from Ole Miss, uh, all-purpose Jerrion Ely, Ole Miss on the third team. Third team defense on the defensive line includes Kobe Jones of Mississippi State and the punter Mac Brown from Ole Miss. So there you go. Those are your teams. Now when we come back, I'm going to take a peek ahead at high school matchups, who's playing tonight in Mississippi, and then a quick peek ahead at uh, tomorrow. And I've got to get to some text because Rhett is saying on the text line that I called a college kid pretty hot and tempting, P-H-A-T, fat. It, it was just, it was a throwaway comment, okay, Rhett? Okay? <laughs> your text and more. Stick around. Right now, now, you've got the Matt Wyatt Show on 105.9 The Zone and online at thezone1059.com. All right, just about to wrap up with you here. Got the drive coming up next here on The Zone with Jake Wimberly and Beaver. The drive from 3 to 6 here on 105.9 The Zone. Tune into that. Jake said he's ready to do the work today. Do the I think work? he's ready to do the work every day. The work or a work? No, he. it says the work. He's got a shirt on that says do the work. Yeah, do the work? Okay. <laughs> do the, what is the work? Well, I mean, it, it, what he says, what his shirt reads, because it doesn't say anything you have to read, it says do the work, and on the back it says lions, not sheep. Yeah. Okay. It goes back to what you were saying earlier. Yeah, lions don't concern themselves with the opinions of sheep. Yeah. Is that, is that what that's an iteration of? A, a urination of? <laughs> well, no, no. You you have to travel to urination. <laughs> yeah. We're all mixed up. Let's see what's on the text line, shall we? All Let's right. do it. The country pleasing sausage text line, eight eight five three seven seven six. Let's see what Delta Tide fan has for us. I have not previewed this. This is Delta Crimson Tide fan. If you come by on the mascots for all the places that I've attended, it would be Maverick, Manchester Academy High School, Bulldog, Holmes Community College, and Statesman. That's an interesting mascot journey for you. Maverick, Bulldog, and Statesman. He says, I picked the Alabama Crimson Tide as my SEC school of choice because I started liking them back when they were the underdogs of the SEC, which is right at the beginning of Dennis Francione's tenure. <laughs> well, I, yeah. Isn't it funny that anybody would look at them at some point of having been an underdog? says, also, all my family was either Mississippi State or Ole Miss fans, and I wanted to be different from everybody else. I've always marched to the beat of a different drum. Yeah, well, hey, more power to you. More Power to you. Earlier, we had the head-to-head matchup preview over at winzapedia.com, which is um, 
That segment on the show presented by Matt Anderson with National Land Realty. RLD Studio on Periscope says Syracuse beat Pitt 32 times, but vacated a win in 2004. So that's why it shows 31. So the thing says, what, 40 to, yeah, so the thing says 40 wins to 31 pit on top in that series. But Syracuse actually beat them, not 31 times, but 32, but they had to vacate a win from back in 2004. That Syracuse had to vacate a win. Randy from uh, Winsopedia with the update there. Thank you for that. If we're not accurate, then what are we? Miko. Just right. Just right. Miko on the Country Pleasing text says, you can also put a little wax on the front of your car and those old love bugs will not even stick. Thanks for the heads up on that. Hey, why do they call them love bugs? No, don't answer it. Just forget it. (laughs) Just everybody forget it. They're very sticky bugs. Okay. How about this? From Ken Rashad who is editor and publisher of HBCU Sports, founder and CEO of at HBCU We Fund. Okay, so at HBCU Sports. Ken Rashad, who says he's the editor and publisher at HBCU Sports, is tweeting. Uh, we got that on the text line, too. That's amazing. Yeah, so I'm saying I got a text from... Who sent me that? Beer Slayer sent me the link. That's what it is. Okay, so yeah, Beer then, Slayer uh, sent me Maroon a link. Also, and True Maroon. Okay, so we got people on top of it. Beer Slayer, True Maroon. Thank you for the heads up. Otherwise, I'd have had no idea. Thank you for the heads up on this. They are both pointing me to this report from Ken Rashad, HBCU Sports on Twitter, and HBCUSports.com sources. Jackson State. JSU, Jackson State, is going to name Deion Sanders as its new head football coach. First thing he's going to do is hire Herbert Davis as his offensive coordinator. (laughs) (laughs) You hear that, MRA fans? (laughs) If you can't beat them... Join them! Y'all ought to see Jake Wimberly dancing. We can see him over there getting ready for his show, The Drive. Y'all ought to see Jake. Oh, he's right in front of me. He is so excited. I've never seen that hair move like that. (laughs) He's got a little head shake going. Cutting a rug! Come on! So um, let me click on the report. If you'd like to see it for yourself, it is coming from hbcusports.com. It's not wanting to open, so that might take me a minute. But anyway, thanks for the heads up on that. Slippery when red. Yeah, he said that Matt just asked if a college kid was fat. You got Big Cat. But he spelled it with a K, so I wonder if he's he's fat with a PH. (laughs) I'm sorry. Sorry. The press conference they're saying to announce Deion Sanders as the new head coach at Jackson State is scheduled for Monday at 10 a.m. 
Come on with that. Can we get a little Neon Dion in the Metro? I think everybody be fine with it. Big finish. Come on. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Miko, you got what you asked for before you even asked for it. It's like I was reading your mind. He said, can I hear a little boom now? Do we still have Chris hanging on, JB? Or is he gone? Or did I miss him? We got Chris? I don't guess we do. You only have, I mentioned this earlier, by the way, you only have one Thursday night game in high school football. It is Faulkner up in North Mississippi. Faulkner at Walnut. A couple small schools. Walnut's 2-0. Faulkner's 0-2. Faulkner, the home, the old stomping grounds of one pig prather. Uh-huh. So you only have one uh, tonight in high school football. Faulkner at Walnut. Ten games to watch. We'll go over these tomorrow according to MississippiGridiron.com. That's Brooks and Company, Brooksy McJack, and all the people on the wagon over there at MississippiGridiron.com. Ten games to watch. And we're going to go over all ten tomorrow. Pedal at West Jones, 2-0, 2-0. That's going to be a huge. And then you got Ridgeland at Northwest Rankin. Is the 2-0 record and the way they've won so far for Ridgeland this year, JB, is that is that a surprise to anybody? I think maybe a little bit, but not a whole lot. I mean, they're pretty talented. Um, and it, they, they've kind of had the last couple of years been doing some, uh, I don't want to say rebuilding because that's such a yeah a crazy term. But they, uh, they, they're, they're skill players. They've got some really good skill players. Sure. And I, and what I've heard, their offensive line, defensive line are pretty, pretty good. Okay. So we'll go over the rest of that top 10. Uh, Miko was just letting us know that, by the way, in case you're looking on Monday, Deion Sanders will be announced as the head coach at Jackson State on the 21st of the month. Let that one sink in. So we do have Chris, JB? No, he had, okay. uh, he had evidently he had to go. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. He knew it was close to the top of the hour. Yeah. All right. Chris, hit us up tomorrow, man. Please uh, please do that. Hit us up tomorrow. Okay, man, my head's spinning a little bit. So just right here, all of a sudden, bang. Deion Sanders, who's already coached in uh, the area, <laughs> coached his son in high school in a high school game to start the season at MRA. A great football game. That was a heck of a game. Wound up being a one-point game, I guess, right? MRA comes back, wins it right at the very end. <laughs> and JB with the line of the day. <laughs> Deion Sanders is going to be named the new Jackson State head coach. How fun is that? How much fun is that? Man. He's going to be Jackson State's coach. And then and then you had to throw that in there. Going to name yeah. uh, Hubert Davis as his offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, man, we th- think about it. In in less than, than a year, we have had Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach, and now Neon Dion as head football coaches in the state. I mean, are you kidding me? You talk about star power. 
I think that's karma for all the bad raps that people in Mississippi take. I think I think the football gods are saying, you know what? Take this rest of the U forty nine states. <laughs> We're gonna put some of the best right there yeah. in Mississippi. You know what, Alabama, you can have Nick Saban and uh, Gus Malzahn all you want. And you know what? They may win on Saturday. But I promise you, we'll take Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin. And now De- we got to get a big name at, at Southern Deion Miss. And Deion Sanders on Monday and Tuesday all day long. Yeah, who's going to be Southern Miss's guy? Jake will have that fourth for the uh, for the drive from three yeah, to six. Yeah, look, I'm, I may be wrong. I think they'll hire Will Hall. I think yeah, I, that'd be a good hire. I think that's what's going to happen. And and you talk about quotes and sound bites between those four in the state of Mississippi. Come on, was, especially if he gets Bobby on there. Every they play now somebody then. named the Arrows. <laughs> the Arrows. It's always good to beat the Arrows. <laughs> <laughs> I love Coach Hall. All right. Jake and Beeb coming up next on The Drive. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. We will see you tomorrow, same time, same place. See you then. See ya! Ever feel like...